So we were really excited to scale up the business and we were aiming to double the size of our business for 2020. We were on the projection of doing that until March um, when COVID hit. So it really kind of destroyed the business. Welcome to Shopify Masters, the weekly podcast brought to you by Shopify, the easiest way to sell online and in person for a streamlined experience. Each week, we invite entrepreneurs like you to share what they've learned growing successful businesses. This is Shwang Esther Shan from Shopify, and I'm helping our host Felix Thea share a story from Province Apothecary, a vegan and cruelty-free skincare line that showcases natural ingredients from the provinces of Canada. In this episode, you'll hear from founder Julie Clark. Julie shares why she started to experiment with natural ingredients for skincare, how Province Apothecary gained coverage from Vogue, Goop, Refiner29, and other notable media outlets, and how COVID-19 has changed their business. Before you hear the conversation with Julie, we actually wanted to hear from you. At Shopify Masters, we love to bring forward stories from founders and share what they've learned in their business journey. In efforts to bring you an even better show in 2021, we would love to hear your feedback. So fill out our listener survey at shopify.com slash survey, or click the link in this episode's description. Now let's dive into the show. Today, we're joined by Julie Clark, founder of Province Apothecary, a all natural, vegan, and cruelty-free skincare line that showcases ingredients from Canada. Um, welcome to the show, Julie. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I know that um, starting a business is so personal for everyone, and for yourself especially, it all started with your skincare journey. Um, so tell us how Province Apothecary came to be. So I started Province Apothecary in 2010 um, because I had, I've had eczema my whole life, and I was 27, and I just hit a point where I was tired of using steroids on my skin. As a kid, I always thought I was gonna be a dermatologist and help people with their skin, and then I went a little bit more creative and got into styling and costume design um, and just really got immersed in that but I always had eczema and I, it was really quite horrible um, it was diet from diet and stress um, and I just yeah hit a wall of being like this is not going away I need to do something about it so the journey started a little bit before 2010 when I started researching how to um, blend ingredients and going to health food stores and trying natural products. I, you know, tried to make my own products. It was a total failure. I put uh, toasted sesame oil in some lip balms and tried to give them to friends and no one wanted to use them. <laughs> so that, that kind of showed me I needed to find a mentor or teacher to really teach me how to make skincare. So I found a school in Toronto called the Institute of Aromatherapy and I learned how to become an aromatherapist, a holistic health practitioner, and then I learned aesthetics from her as well. So I started blending products and seeing clients for facials and I just fell in love with doing it all and just wanted to, that to be my life. Mm -hmm. And I know that, you know, interacting with clients and getting them to try out ingredients and products is such a personal experience. So how do you go from that to then packaging the different products and actually creating products ready for sale? 
So it was it was a lot of trial and error. I started, um, you know, I worked for my teacher, and we were really lucky uh, because we actually got to make products for local farms that were producing their own lavender essential oil, and they we got to take that essential oil and make it into bath products and skincare. So it was really fun. I got to learn how to blend all the products and make products firsthand with within the school, and then also see clients for their treatments. Um, and I just um, kind of started taking that information and her products were 100% green and clean so I really wanted to go a step further and only use organic ingredients and then I really wanted to source from every province in Canada because I was kind of just thinking about what we had around us um, and how our local ingredients I thought would really help with you know the season changes and we could find ingredients to just help support our skin um, was my initial thought with starting the business and where the name comes from from province apothecary um, so yeah it was just a little bit of you know learning how to make the products combining them with the treatments and then having clients ask for stuff when they leave they wanted to take the products home so i just had to start making products for them now once you have the products created and you're confident with some of the formulas how did you go about starting to market to people outside of your client circle so i started a website um so got my dot com and you know put it up there and no one came so that made me realize okay i needed to get out and start talking to people so i started going to flea markets and farmers markets and seeing customers there and handing out business cards and disc a lot of discount cards so i was like here's 15 percent off or 20 percent off to the website just to help drive people to my site um and then that just kind of you know went from there so I got new customers trying them they would buy products for their friends or um, you know holiday that first holiday season was the, the biggest one I'd ever experienced and I, it was really great because it was you know I gave incentive to buy gifts etc to people so uh, farmers markets and and uh, little pop-up markets were really helpful um, I found interacting in person with people was the best way to really introduce them to the product Mm -hmm. And I think that makes a lot of sense because um, those who start selling online, they feel like, oh, I've got my website, it's going to go viral. But actually, a lot of the interaction needs to happen in person, mm -hmm. um, especially with a product like yours that is skincare. People need to know the kind of the person behind the brand mm -hmm. and they get to kind of build that trust and understand your product. Totally. And Instagram wasn't really, it had just started, I think, at that point. And it was very new. You know, we were using it as a way to like share what we were doing, but it was no, not what it is today where you can like launch a brand on Instagram and actually get sales from it. Um, at that time, it was really, really new. So I think, yeah, like you said, getting in person into, um, experience was the best. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk about press because mm -hmm. you have so much coverage, you know, from Vogue, from Gwyneth Paltrow, so many notable uh, media outlets and individuals have noticed Province Apothecary. Um, let's talk about why press is so important for starting a business. So some of some great advice I received really soon after starting the business was invest in press. So get a, a PR agent as soon as possible. Um, so I didn't have any money and had you know no money to put into press, but I just kept waitressing to to be able to afford a PR agent. And um, it was really important because it really helped kind of. Um, 
bring more attention to the brand. We were really small. Green Beauty wasn't really um, big right, like in Toronto at the time. So we, we were really lucky to get people like Vogue and W um, interested in what we were doing. Um, and so I find press is important because it really helps bring more visibility, more people will see it, the Globe and Mail, you know, will go nationally for Canada. Um, and you know, my mom could share that with her friends and, and more people could see the brand and have visibility to it um, than just having it in a shop or just having it online. So I think if you're starting a brand, if you can just put a little bit into press, if you can afford even, you know, a part-time PR agent, it would be really helpful to launch your brand or launch your product. Mm -hmm. And then I know for you, you personally, you were still working another job, but yet you still made um, that within your budget to make sure that you did have someone to look after press. Mm -hmm. So just to show that um, once you invest in this area, it also snowballs because then other media outlets will notice your previous coverage as well. Exactly. Yeah. And once one person starts talking about something, then more people start noticing it. And then for us too, we would get more retailers because of the press. So someone would see us in a magazine or a newspaper and then reach out to us to carry us. So it really did help kind of expand the brand quickly. Now that you have the media attention and also the retail partnerships coming in, how did you handle scaling the business and moving into a bigger stage for production? So we're currently in the process of scaling up the business and it's been every year um, we've actually either moved or expanded, you know, my small apartment to a larger space in Kensington to a storefront on Dundas. So every year we've gen we've been, you know, gently scaling um, and then 2020 we really wanted to double um, our production and double our sales. So this year has been the year that we really, really wanted to scale up in a big way. Um, and we, you know, as a business owner, I've, I've, I've been having a hard time with scaling up. It's not something I'm good at. Um, so my business partner um, has a lot of experience in scaling up businesses. And then we have an operations director that's also very good at scaling up. And we're going to bring on someone with supply management uh, experience as well to really help scale up the business. It's been a challenge since day one of how to scale up products. It's really complicated. We have a lot of inventory, so that's been kind of the biggest challenge we've had. Um, but yeah, with the, the right team and the right people that have experience, it, uh, it's going to happen and it's currently happening. We're just figuring it all out. Mm -hmm. I think what's important that you mentioned is um, the different teammates that you have um, and as well as your partners. So so I guess for yourself, at what stage did you realize, you know, you need to expand the team and also look for people with skill sets that complement your own? Pretty quickly. So, you know, I right away, I just started hiring friends. I was like, got too many orders, didn't know how to fulfill them myself. It was a disaster, really, like, looking back at it. So uh, right away, was like, who can work for me? <laughs> please anyone um, so at first it was really just like whoever could be there and then slowly I started looking for the right people um, so as the team grew and as the business grew we could afford to bring on another esthetician with the right skill set my business partner Natalie really she showed up in 2015 by recommendation of our, our mutual a friend of mine and her twin sister um, I think you know my friends saw me struggling with the business a little bit to keep up Natalie was looking to you know change directions and kind of leave 
corporate beauty and get more into green beauty and smaller businesses and she really loved the idea of working with a, a young business and helping it grow. Um, so she came on board and I wasn't even looking for a partner at the time but I was just open to help and you know I felt like I was drowning so I was like open to anyone helping me um, and she came on board and just you know changed the business and has made it what it is today uh, so without her support um, I really don't think we would be where we are so yeah I think it's just kind of being open to who comes you know forward and offers help or is interested in working with you we have a lot of people reaching out to work with us which is really amazing kind of taking a moment and saying oh do we need that skill set right now would they be beneficial to the team so yeah it's always just a work in progress so we're lucky right now to be you know hiring a few new people we just brought on a new social media and marketing coordinator that's brought on like a whole new skill set that we didn't have before so it's all about kind of investing in the team and realizing kind of what we aren't doing and need to do and it's I find it really fun to have someone come on and kind of see the gaps and tell us like what we should be doing that's my favorite thing yeah for sure they bring a different perspective yeah it's tough because to your point it is your baby and sometimes it's tough to step back mm -hmm. but once you do you do get those new insights that you otherwise wouldn't um, speaking of social media and content I love how timely and also how beautifully all your content is done so tell us a little bit of what goes behind the scenes when you think of a new piece of content that you're making thank you <laughs> um, I I love I, I personally love social media I love images and design and I think that's at the heart of the business and a lot of people can kind of see that it's at the heart of the business so um, I think it's a really great point where people can connect with the business as well. Um, so behind the scenes is um, our amazing social media and marketing coordinator Rudy. Um, so we just brought her on in July and um, we had she kind of took over for someone else and um, yeah so she's working on it primarily you know every day you know social is top of mind for her um, and then her and I work really closely and we just kind of talk about what's coming up and it, you know I love social because it's all it's all about what's happening right now right like it's all about feeling what's going on so right now we're talking about back to school because back to school is going to happen so we you know uh, we've planned a big giveaway uh, Rudy's doing all of the coordinating uh, but we're we're doing a how to reduce stress right now with back to school if you are sending your kids or if you're not sending your kids like this is a different time um, that none of us have experienced before so we're trying to bring a bunch of different brands together to support um, kind of just easing stress and educating people on like maybe new things that they can try to ease the stress at home or you know how do you reduce anxiety for kids so um, yeah it's just it's I love learning I think is where it comes from and then just being with our clients in a facial setting there's so much room for education and sharing knowledge and I found you know before I started this company I used minimal products that were not good for my skin and I had no idea what to do and then after going to school I learned so much uh, that I just wanted to share it because it just changed my life really quickly and changed the way I took care of my skin and so that's my goal uh, for kind of our social media is really to educate people and help them understand their skin and feel comfortable in their skin and um, yeah.
And I find that's actually such a large component of your content. It is so education focused. And a lot of the times you're showcasing a tool or a massage technique that doesn't really showcase any province apothecary products, but you're just there to educate whoever's watching on how to complete a facial massage. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess like to someone might ask, you know, you're not promoting a product. Why are you still making this video then? Right. To educate. I've worked with so many clients and the amount of people that feel uncomfortable in their skin or dislike their skin or don't understand what's happening in their skin is like it makes me feel super emotional just talking about it. Like it's really upsetting and I'm sad and I just I really you know, I, I felt that way as well. Like I literally hated my body and hated my skin for so long because it just seemed like so much trouble and I didn't understand what was happening and you know it was sore and bleeding all the time so I you know I've been there I, I can understand that experience and I just the more education the more we can offer people to take care of themselves and a saying that I love is how uh, that we empower people to take care of their skin 365 days a year so it's really just you know the more you can understand your skin a simple massage with literally a little bit of olive oil if that's all you have or a little bit honey like that is going to make a big difference for you and your skin um, and just about getting to know your own body um, and listening to it is one of the most powerful things that you can do yeah that's awesome and i think that definitely builds the trust with whoever's browsing or looking at products because they can just kind of relate to the different videos or educational pieces that you have yeah. Um, let's talk about marketing because I know that it's something that you didn't quite participate early on and it's not something that you guys kind of proactively go after. So um, how has the journey with marketing been for you? I laugh because I just hear my business partner Natalie being like, we need to plan this out properly so we can market properly. But everything's always last minute. The packaging doesn't arrive. We want to launch the product yesterday. So we just want to get it out as fast as possible. So we don't really give ourselves like the three to six to eight months that you really need to build a marketing plan um, generally. So I think that's why we haven't done it because we've always just been going kind of you know, weeks, months late. Um, and I'm just anxious to get things out. We've been working on it for years. Let's just get it out there. I don't care. People, you know, like we need to get into the clinic is always kind of my motivation. Um, so yeah, like this year we're launching a new product in, you know, less than a month. And we just, again, we're still a little behind. We, we just did all the photos and the video a few, like last week. So um, it's, it's just difficult, I find, to time it out properly for us and to get the packaging and all of that and we just don't we don't allow ourselves much time between you know when we get the product to when it launches we give ourselves less than a month generally to like make all marketing material but it's like we're small and mighty and we're getting it out there and um yeah it's like we we are more concerned about getting it to to the consumer directly and to our retailers directly um, than kind of building a big plan around it. But I think what I love about what you guys are doing is that there's always so much intent and purpose. Even for Black Friday, um, you guys always have this charity and giving component linked to it. Mm -hmm. So why is it so important? I know that it's stressful to plan for these things, <laughs> but you make sure that there is a giving component for your campaigns when they do happen. I love having a company where one of our priorities 
is giving back. Um, I think it's really important. I didn't start a company to get rich or sell a lot of things. It was really the more we can give back and support the earth and take care of each other, I think is a big priority for the company. We're still very small, so um, I love to combine like charity donations with sales because it's a time where we can make you know a larger chunk of money and it's easier just to to extract that and give that to a charity and have it tied in um, and then we also you know we'll give to charities throughout the months and the year as well because um, it's just important to us as a business um, for instance like we, we always support um, the honeybee council because that's where all of our ingredients are coming from without bees we really wouldn't have any of our amazing ingredients so every year um, I make a point to uh, always donate to them to support what they're doing so it's really kind of looking at our resources and what we can do and it, you know it's it's uh, I always want to do more so it's my goal as we grow that we'll just keep doing more and more mm -hmm. and then I think as different campaigns or different times or different topics come up that you guys have supported so many different organizations um, Black Lives Matter Toronto mm -hmm. and you've supported frontline workers so how does choosing different charities to work with um, happen for the team? So we try to make it a group effort. So, um, you know, for lately, you know, for Black Lives Matter, that was, we reached out to the whole team. We're all working virtually right now. So we do a lot of like email and surveys and please let us know what you're thinking. And we've done some round tables on discussions on like what what can the company do? How much, like, what else can we do? What are we not doing? So I really, you know, we're so lucky to, I feel so lucky to have such an amazing team that's really open and has lots of ideas. Ask them for their advice or their suggestions on charities they want to see us donating to. So that's where, um, you know, offering that frontline uh, worker discount came from. Um, that was a team, like one of our teammates' ideas, and it was brilliant, so let's do it. Um, donating to Black Lives Matter, or African Basket, like all these wonderful charities in Toronto or across Canada, they've all come from suggestions of employees and I'm just so grateful that I can listen to them and action in. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I got to chat with a few of your team members um, when you were prepping for uh, your mat leave. So mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about, you know, becoming a mom and being a founder because it's quite different than becoming a mom and being an employee. So how did you go about planning for your mat leave and kind of leaving the business behind a little bit? I don't, I honestly, I didn't do a great job. <laughs> I, I really was, um, I don't know if there's a better word besides delusional that I thought I could start working at, you know, three months after my baby was born. I just, you know, when you've been working for so long and then you've never been a mom or had a baby before, it's really, I found it really hard to imagine. I couldn't imagine anything taking up more time. Um, and really, I couldn't imagine like what would, you know, be required to do as a mom. So um, I, I was a little too ambitious in giving myself not enough time to really be there with my baby. But, um, you know, my husband and I made a plan that I would be going back to work three months after the baby was born and he would be taking pat leave and it would be super easy. 
wrong, totally wrong. Um, it was really difficult and it was a huge struggle, but you know, now we're at the nine and a half month mark and our baby is super happy and just started daycare. And um, yeah, we've been through, like this has been the hardest year of our life is kind of what we like to say um, and try to laugh at kind of all the challenges that has been that have been there. But really being a working mom, I think the biggest challenge for me is just no sleep, like working after not sleeping all night has been really challenging. So, you know, I try to be really upfront with my team and share how I'm feeling or how I'm doing so that they're kind of aware of my mental state and I might, you know, be a little forgetful or I have a lot of to-do lists that I try to keep track of what has to happen. But it's really about like um, getting more support. So I've asked for more support from my team um, and really tried to dedicate, delegate as much as I can out and um, yeah, just be honest about it because I think trying to be the super mom and covering it up and making it tell them it's so easy is just not who I am. So <laughs> I'd rather everyone be like, uh, I didn't sleep well and I'm having a really hard day. And <laughs> please help me on this project that we have to do. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's like pushing yourself on another level to let go of some of the responsibilities because I think hiring, scaling is one thing, mm -hmm. but then having this additional component in your personal life um, is challenging you in such a different way as well to let go. Yeah, yeah. And I've just been, I always just think about all the other moms out there and use them as an inspiration on like, I'm like, how does anyone have more than one child? I don't know. Like, I'm, I struggle with one child. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, I always I've asked lots of, I have lots of mom friends uh, for advice and just how they balance it all. It's all about, you know, figuring what works for you and, yeah, and taking it day by day. So I know that you wanted to return to work from that leave in March, which coincidentally was the start of COVID-19, or at least us uh, reacting to the outbreak in Canada. Um, how has that changed the business and the way that you manage your business? It, it floored us at the beginning. It was, you know, COVID-19 totally changed the business. So we were really excited to scale up the business and we were aiming to double the size of our business for 2020. Um, and we were we were on the projection of doing that until March um, when COVID hit. So it really kind of destroyed the business. Um, we laid everyone out, off except myself, Natalie, and our social media um, coordinator. So there was only three of us doing the whole business um, for about a month. Uh, and then we slowly brought more people on um, as we could afford it, as the subsidies came through. Um, it was terrible. It, you know, it felt like we had gone back to having a brand new business. Thankfully, we had the structure. We had a website. We had, you know, I was joking that, you know, we started a new business that already existed before. So we just had to figure out how to make it work again. But um, yeah, it was so stressful. And, really, you know, starting work two weeks earlier, being like, I'm going to work part-time and this is gonna be so wonderful and then it was just going to I just remember working every night till 10 and doing the customer service email and doing all the Instagram DMs and just being like I can't keep up with what's happening like I miss our team it was really just missing everyone um, and you know three people can't run the business we realized <laughs> So yeah, it was, um, and then we slowly, like now we have all of our employees back um, and then we've actually hired a few more people. So I think, you know, we are so lucky that 
green beauty and skincare has been, you know, an area that people have actually um, seen as an essential part of their lifestyle. So um, we're really lucky that we have dedicated clients and customers and we've reopened the spa and we're slowly building the brand back up to what it was. Um, and, you know, with all the subsidies, we've been able to bring back all the team. And so we're, you know, we're still doing almost, you know, everything that we were doing before now. It's just something that you don't forget. It's like, why does it feel so stressful all the time? <laughs> so I'm really uh, excited. I don't know for things to settle down like now we're going into the busy season but you know Natalie and I have just been talking that we, we we've been running like we've been chasing the business and hustling as much as possible since March just to keep it afloat so it's like now we're going into the busy season the holiday season and we, yeah it's just like how do we not burn out is our priority right now for sure. It's almost like you have to take turns like fixing the business issues and also mm -hmm. dealing with like the emotional impact. Yeah. But speaking of being in skincare, I do feel like it's an industry that actually has seen a bit of growth because of COVID because, mm -hmm. um, you know, versus makeup, we might not be wearing it as much. We're not going out as much, but people definitely want to take care of their skin. Um, so how have you kind of handled this kind of growth and interest in skincare and clean beauty? I don't know if we've taken advantage of it now that you like the way you put it. I was like, yeah, you're right. Like we should really be focusing more on that and maybe introducing uh, like sampling programs and and really trying to, you know, introduce our products to more people. But we just haven't been doing that because <laughs> we've just been trying to keep up with what's happening. But um, we did launch like an at home facial uh treatment set um, where we just started doing virtual master classes where we used to do them in person so we're trying to take all those educational pieces like we would go out to our retailers and do mini facials um, and people loved coming to see us for those so we're trying to figure out how to kind of bring the products to more people virtually because people want to try it before they buy it. So it's, it is a little bit of a challenge with skincare. Yes, people want to invest in it, but I think people always want to try sample sizes or travel sizes before going for a larger size with beauty. So there is, there is a little bit of a piece of us trying to figure out how to get our products into more people's hands. Um, but I think within our clientele and our customers and with our retailers, People are investing in skincare and people are maybe, you know, changing what they're using because they're going directly to smaller stores now. Like, you know, I for one, I'm trying to support more local stores. So and then I'm looking at those local brands that they're talking about. So I think we we've been really fortunate that our community has kind of been singing our praises to their customers and um, and people are looking for cleaner ingredients and cleaner products every day and um, yeah I think it's just it's supporting it's been very supportive and um, yeah we're, I'm very grateful for that and yeah and it's just, it will be interesting to see what happens like um, as a mom now I'm like crazy even more obsessed with green beauty and like <laughs> simpler products I've also noticed that kind of getting into this new world um, with kids is just like a whole other avenue um, that I'm hoping we can take you know go forward into next year that would be exciting to see mm -hmm. yes a, a baby or a child yeah Caroline. like Family. family. I want to use the cream Reed's using. Like, well, I can use it. He can use it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. 
Um, and what about your retail space? Um, what are some steps you've taken to make it more, um, you know, more comfortable and make it safe for people to return and visit you guys for treatments? So we have done so much COVID-19 prepping there. So um, it's actually not as comfortable. So, you know, when you come in, please only come in two or three minutes before your treatment and please leave immediately. Like it's not it's not an inviting space anymore because we just don't want people there if they don't need to be there. So that's a little bit upsetting. It doesn't really, you know, support the the you know the relaxed environment a little bit but everywhere is now like that and then for us it's really like full PPE for all of our practitioners um, you know everyone coming into the space is wonderful and respecting you know using hand sanitizer and wearing a mask and everyone is you know we're so lucky to have such wonderful clients that are you know interested in kind of going on this COVID journey with us and learning these new techniques that we're doing. So uh, in the treatment room, the practitioner will have a mask and a shield and we'll have a bed shield. Um, and then, you know, there's no blankets, there's no cups, there's nothing that you could possibly touch and someone else would touch. It's really just a totally different environment, but it's, it's, still wonderful you can still get a great relaxing treatment we no longer talk during treatment so there's less kind of exchange of um you know air particles so um yeah we've kind of just rethought the whole space and just everything we're doing um but we're so excited that we can offer treatments and um, see our clients again and especially for a naturopath who's doing acupuncture and seeing clients in person as well um that those are just treatments that can't happen virtually um so it's really important to see people in person mm -hmm. definitely a lot of changes and things to adapt to yeah, so much cleaning it's great <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let's talk about you know change and things that we were adapting to on a positive note for um, next year and future projects what are some things that you're working on that you can share with us um, well, coming up October 1st, we're launching uh, a new tool. So we're launching facial cups, uh, which I'm really excited about. We've teamed up with a good friend of mine who's a traditional Chinese medicine practici practitioner. Um, and so she, uh, we have a video of her showing you how to use the facial cups on your skin and we use them in our treatments. Um, and then she'll be using them in the cl clinic as well, but like she can do body treatments with cups as well. Um, so it's just a new, it's an, a tool that we've used in the past and that just has beautiful benefits for the skin um, and I really like them because they're a really effective tool that clients can use at home and see instant benefits like they will just plump up your skin they'll tone your skin they're amazing at targeting fine lines or opening up the eye area so there's some really awesome benefits and you don't need to they don't take much time to use um, and I find right now the more you can do at home this yourself and a lot a lot of people have a little bit more time to take care of themselves at home too right now without commuting um, from working from home so I think uh, these facial cups can just work into people's routine and it, they're, they're just a little bit different that the people might get excited about using something different that uh, isn't a jade roller or isn't a gua sha stone so yeah so I'm excited that's happening and then yeah, we have a few collaborations I'm hoping will come out soon, um, early 2021. And then we have some new um, like health products that are certified by Health Canada that will work for anxiety um, and headaches. So I'm really excited about some new products that we're going to launch. So yeah, we have... 
there's there's too many products to launch so we need to like again figure out spacing them out so but yeah i'm i get a little too excited about the product development <laughs> no that's very exciting um speaking of launching new products has inspiration changed over the years how do you get these new ideas and know which direction to take the business in and kind of come up with these new ideas for products um i these are all really old ideas that I just wish I could have <laughs> launched before and I just think we still need them. Um, some things have changed. I think with COVID, my mindset has changed a lot more to what is essential. Like, is this an essential product anymore? Is this not? Is this easy to work into someone's routine? So I think that that mindset has really changed and now I'm really obsessed with the idea of multi-use products. So you know i want all the next products coming out really need to be a little bit more multi-use i'm hoping um so i think just making them even more essential and you can use them in different ways and um yeah i'm excited i'll you'll see what's coming and i think you'll understand what i mean <laughs> nice that's awesome um so for us to close off i wanted to ask you for those who are kind of intimidated by skincare or diving into understanding more about beauty what do you suggest is like the first step for someone to take to diving into green beauty green beauty skincare anything okay. yeah um i think i would start with massage personally so i would I would just start by, you know, we have a massage on our uh, website that they can use or they could just search like simple face massage and I would actually just start with the products that you're using, just start trying to give yourself a face massage every night. So that's like mm -hmm. the simplest thing you could do and you don't even have to change your products but you, you will notice a huge difference in your skin. So your skin will wake up, it's going to have a beautiful glow. Um, so once you kind of start touching your face you'll also notice like where you're holding tension how it's feeling oh i can feel a pimple coming so you can kind of start listening to your skin so that will start the journey there and then um and then i think if you want to switch or maybe introduce some green products into your routine i personally love oils so i love plant oils because uh, i find they really support the skin and nourish the skin so say you you have a whole regime of cleanser toner moisturizer um, adding in like a plant-based face serum is where i would start and you can add it into your moisturizer and in canada especially especially with the four seasons being inside, you know, in the summer we have AC, in the winter we just have, you know, no humidity and coldness. Like a lot of uh, clients that I see have dehydration, especially from stress. Um, so adding a little bit extra hydration into your routine is gonna be very beneficial to your skin. So I would add just a plant-based oil serum into your moisturizer to start as like the first product um, to get introduced to the benefits of Green Beauty. Awesome. That sounds great. I'm going to try out one of those face massages. Yeah. But yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, Julie, for chatting with us and sharing your business journey. Who would have thought that, you know, you experimenting with skincare and providing treatments in your apartments. Now you're owning a nationally distributed skincare line. So yeah, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Shopify Masters. My name is Shmang Aster Shan. I would love to hear what you thought about this episode, so please leave a review wherever you are listening. Next week, Felix is back with another interesting conversation with a Shopify merchant, so please stay tuned for that. Until next time.